This is me talking. Okay, now Mike, talk. This is me. I'm talking. This is me, and I'm singing because I want to <laughs> sing. Okay, that's fishing. Hello, live from some basement in Waterloo, Ontario, and this is The Review. Uh, my name is Michael Rolft. To my left, I have my good friend Jameson Cox. Hello. And to my right, the man-beast himself, Mr. Michael Hammond. Good morning. Uh, so, uh, this is the first one. This is the first time uh, we're going to get together, and we're just going to talk about stuff. Uh, that has happened recently in the the worlds of sports and, and music and movies and various things that we enjoy, uh, and, and we'll discuss them and, and make some bad jokes and offer up some perspectives. And you know, this is mainly for our own amusement, but we're going to put it on the internet so that people can be not amused by it. We're really just trying to make the internet better, better one, place for all. <laughs> one podcast at a time. And we don't have very many friends, so this is how we keep ourselves amused. All right, so what's first on the docket, Mr. Excellent. So, very busy time. Um, this was really the weekend of, of the back slap. It's everyone was just, just congratulating right. each other all around, um, you know, through various mediums. But, I mean, the most obvious one is, is the Oscars. Mm. Um, the, uh, the best, uh, the most uh, prominent of the award show season, the granddaddy, the golden <laughs> statues... The Oscars. I feel like there are other golden statues. Yeah, the golden, is, pretty much every award. Like the, they say the golden, golden men. The golden maybe? naked unisex body. <laughs> or the Oscars. The Oscar, perhaps. Okay, there that's you good. go. Um, so yeah, so I mean, went a little dry this year after the after the Anne Hathaway uh, James. I really don't want to be here, so I just smoked a lot of pot beforehand. <laughs> Franco, but he said he never did. No, he definitely, uh, there's a 100% chance that he was high during that whole presentation. <laughs> he attends uh, too many colleges to not have a source of marijuana. <laughs> he, has too, he has too many degrees he's not on, to. He's on six college campuses at any given time, so Absolutely. he's definitely got a hookup. Absolutely. So, uh, so I mean, there were, there were up, but we don't want to be too negative here on the review. We're very, very positive people. Um, <laughs> and we could pick at Billy Crystal and his jokes He's going to go old straight. school. He's very old school. Uh, okay, look. Uh, that's fine that we're not going to be negative. That's cool. I'm okay with that. I can do that for maybe 30 seconds. <laughs> but I would like to point out first, and it's not negative, I feel like, because this was just an egregious violation of, of taste, was uh, Billy Crystal doing blackface as Sammy Davis Jr. in his opening segment. Like, when that happened, I was pretty much, uh, I was well aware that the show was going to cater to a demographic whose average age was 50 years older than mine. Basically, when people. I saw Billy Crystal doing blackface, I, I knew pretty much off the bat this was maybe not a show aimed at you know anyone who is alive. At anyone under sixty-five, <laughs> absolutely. You and, know, at least there was a good montage, you know, to open it up. Well, he's, the he's, montage he's, contained the blackface. Yeah, the blackface was part when when he's talking when Tom Cruise is talking to Bieber. The oh. black person that's Billy Crystal. Who did you think that was? An actor? <laughs> you thought that was an actual black person? Was, no, I did not even realize. Well, well I'm telling you now, that was Billy Crystal. That was some good blackface then. <laughs> yeah, the, the blackface was right? high quality. Tricky. So yeah, so Billy Crystal, I mean, not really wasn't aiming at our... But the, so this is my point, is that the Oscars, they weren't really trying to engage our generation or our thinking or our age group. You know, they were they were aiming for the 35 plus for... Right. for uh, 
your mothers and fathers out there. If we had some mothers and fathers listening, then you're sorry grand and you as well like, yeah. yeah and you as as well so that's where i think that you know i don't want to harp too much on it because i feel like they they aim for something right. they hit it um they did exactly yeah. what they wanted to do they kept it short they kept it quick quick um, it would you know what it would be foolish of us to to pretend that we thought that the oscars were going to cater to us anyways like who goes into the oscars thinking yeah this is the year they embrace the youth movement this is the year there's going to be stuff that i'm interested in like, this is the year Drive wins 12 Oscars. <laughs> yeah. I think we all knew right off the bat that this this is, you know, it's in a, it's an establishment thing more than anything. It's a bunch of old white men uh, patting each other on the back and doling out awards and sums of money and nice gift bags. And to expect anything else from it, I think, is 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 foolish and naive, you know? Why do, so why do we care so much about the Oscars? Because we, as a community, a cultural community, enjoy having these large events to congregate about. That's why people go on Twitter and they complain about the Oscars. <laughs> they just want to feel like they're a part of something. And if that happens to be mass complaining with all of their uh, sniffy, sniffy pals, so be it. And that's why the day after articles exist. Is because even if something is, is crappy, even if something we all agree that it's stodgy and it's never as much fun as we want it to be, the the fun of it is the participation, not the act, it, not the event itself. I agree. I agree. Hammond, give me your twenty uh, second pitch for Drive as best picture. Oh, Drive as best picture. Uh, I just I remember when I first saw it. I saw it like a month after it came out, and I I just immediately thought everything about it, like Gosling, said what like, ten words in it, and really this other if silent film was in. Yeah, like, yeah, like if we're gonna, drive if we're gonna is, go like drive is just as much a silent film as uh, as the artist. I would even like argue. how much how much that movie did with with just like nothing basically, just him visuals. Yeah, it was and it was just very well done. I thought and I loved it. And then it just to not get like anything, especially even I can see like throwing Albert Brooks maybe yeah. you know like but no, they just take that away when every other outlet considers that to be the two front runners, and then you don't even give. Like the nod to it, yeah, a little fishy. But Rolf, yeah. can you um, can you give me your twenty second pitch for Jack and Jill as best picture? <laughs> Jack and Jill, um, he's Jack and he's Jill. So you only need five seconds, I think. He's <laughs> he's, he's he he plays you're done. Both, he plays both characters. I mean, what could have won best actress and best actor? Like I mean, when when you said he's Jack and he's Jill, I thought, oh, well, that's the end of the pitch. We've end. reached our, our logical I feel like that was also the pitch that was produced. Like, <laughs> the movie produced. Adam Sandler just walked into a room and he said, guys, guys, look, I'm Jack. <laughs> and uh, and then I also played Jill. And every, everyone just said, we're done. Let's do it. Let, let, me, let me know where I can back up the dump, the dump truck full of dollar bills. Get me $40 million instantly. <laughs> yes. Somebody call Rob... Uh, Rob Schneider immediately. <laughs> Where's Rob? <laughs> we need Rob. <laughs> Send the Rob signal. <laughs> the Rob Schneider bat signal in the air. Um, exactly. So, I mean, lots lots to argue about. But What I, is the Rob Schneider bat signal, exactly? What, what signal uh, is it's that? It's just, like, curly, curly hair. Just curly hair? Just curly hair. It's, just curly hair, okay. man. It's the, uh, it's the silhouette of himself as a gigolo. Yeah, does it's Deuce Bigelow have, like, an identifying it's a, object? It's, like a, a, it's a, a gigolo room. in the sky. Also, Rob Schneider has a new TV show. No. Called yeah, called Rob. No. Yes, Rob exclamation point, but like upside down. It's, it's <laughs> and it's about he marries Spanish, yeah, he marries a Spanish woman, and then it's like dealing with all the Spanish relatives. Yep. <sighs> all Guaranteed right. gold. 
Okay. Yeah. Yep. And moving along before, you know, I hurt everything um, <laughs> in this room. Uh, so interesting, interesting best actor race last night as well. We had two the heavyweights, Mr. George Clooney, Mr. Brad Pitt, going head to head. Very, very rarely do we see this at two kind of actors really hitting their, their prime uh, commercially uh, as artists, as you would say, the art of acting. Uh, just wondered your take on, on it's not it's not a rivalry they're they're friends but I mean when we're when we're listing out the best actors of our generation who's who's first is it Pitt is it Clooney is Wolf Pitt be forever the the minor to to Clooney's establishment well first of all I think I think that um, we can maybe take issue with the fact of describing them like in their commercial primes because when I think of like actors who are commercially dominant right now. I think of like Channing Tatum, or like what? not not Clooney and Pitt. If you think if you actually, I would say Pitt is if you actually look at Clooney and Pitt's like box office transcripts, their only major major yields like in the last ten years or so, I think, come from like franchise vehicles like Ocean's Eleven, etc. Like for their their original like their original efforts, whether it's acting or directing, taken almost no money. Like I mean, Moneyball did okay. Yeah. But Brad, but that's the, that's the point where Brad Pitt was just like, I'm going to get this movie made. I don't even care whatsoever. I'm going to put up my own okay. money. I'm going to make the movie that I want. What, and then what about uh, Inglorious Bastards? He was in that too. Inglorious Bastards. I, I, I just think that I'd say Brad Pitt like is still, but not Clooney. Clooney makes much smaller films now. Like I, I would say. Yeah, I think you know, like Michael Clayton. I think Pitt's uh, got a higher ceiling. I feel like he's he's got one movie in him. Like in you think that he no, but, he's still going to make a movie? But think about. Almost every movie George has made over the past few years, it's think about it, up in the air was last year. People were like, man, Clooney, amazing in this, right? Yeah. He he always puts out an amazing performance. Yeah. Both of these guys, solid gold. I mean, I don't. I just think that I mean, Brad Pitt's got to get an Oscar. He's got to get an Oscar. It's World War Z. That's what he's gonna win it for. <laughs> okay. I'm actually very excited for that. So let's not be kidding in any way. We could do the World War Z preview. Yes. Coming up at the end. <laughs> Uh, okay, one last thing in the Oscars, and we want to get moving here. Uh, your dream Oscar host. We, comp- we complain about Billy Crystal, we complain about James, I'm really high, I don't want to be here, Franco. Who is your dream Oscar host? Um, for wh- for whatever, whatever reason, maybe just because he'd be honest, or because he would be very funny, and I don't think it's going to happen, uh, ever. But Dave Chappelle. Yeah. Yeah. That's very interesting. If Dave Chappelle could stop shooting baskets with the Golden State Warriors <laughs> and just generally being a hermit, I would welcome a. Uh, when a is Dave Chappelle going to make his comeback? No, he did. Remember, and then like people had their cell phone off, and then he was like, "I'm not doing my show," and he just sat there for like 40 minutes. Yeah, I know, but he's like, his. When's he actually going? to... I don't know. If you take a poll right now of people's favorite comedians. He hasn't done. He hasn't made or produced anything. I think a lot of people would. And I think they'd still be at the top. At the top. You top. You top three. Top five. I think. No, Chappelle no. show is still. Who are we polling? <laughs> I don't know. People who are I find on the street. Okay. Then I feel like you're gonna get like Jeff Dunham. Good. Or like Jerry Seinfeld. Yeah. I'll throw out. You know, throw out some Louis C.K. Obviously, he would never do it. But I mean. I don't know that he would be good though. Because, like, I mean, obviously he would be funny, but all of like, I mean, kind none of, of his comedy is 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 predicated on culture. Yeah, yeah. it's all Aziz. personal, right? Yeah, Aziz would be. Yeah, know, he would be high energy. That's for yeah. Sure. But I mean, we're just thinking comedians. Are there any like 
personalities that you would want to host? Oprah, obviously. No, um, I don't know why, <laughs> but I kind of would like Jason Siegel. I just think... Jason Siegel would be good. Like, think about the Muppets, right? He right. knows how to do the whole song and dance thing, which the Oscars love doing. Yeah. And, and he's mainstream. He's a, yeah, no, exactly. A lot of people know him. He He's a funny guy. So Maybe playing on the question a bit, if now, instead of not just dream hosts, but like hosts that could potentially host the show like realistic hosts oh, realistic. do you have a, do you have a, a, a host that you would really like to see host the show who's actually within the realm of possibility I think Jason like could do it I think that was a really good one I didn't thought about that Jason Siegel um Will Ferrell Will Ferrell could put together some yeah I'm sure he could too you know like, I think he's he could put together some good montages and he's he's pretty main anyone really from that like that Apto even the uh, Apto crew yeah like yeah. I know Vin, but like then Owen I mean, Wilson Vince Vaughn those kind of guys that right. kind of generation would you be interesting in seeing Colbert host the Oscars I, I, absolutely I, yeah. but I mean, what character does he do it though right like Stephen Colbert yeah yeah not Stephen Colbert Stephen Colbert but he's he's so political right like he's it, yeah but Stewart did it yeah and it would be really like the right wing versus the left wing. I can't remember. Twice. Yeah. yeah, even or if they got Stewart and Colbert to do it together or something mm -hmm. like that would be... Yeah, that, that would be, be good, because their combination is very potent. Although, yeah. I also thought, like, Baldwin and Martin was going to be, like, amazing. And it, Yeah, that's true. Well, there you go. If I'm sure anyone from the Academy, if you found your way to the review and whatever Ryan Tumblr Johnson. we're going to put this to, you can... Uh, you can give us a call, and we will give you uh, who's going to be your next host. It'll okay. probably... I'd suggest Michael I think, I think I'd like to be the next host. Yeah. Okay. Song and Dance Man. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Absolutely. He's definitely the Song and Dance I'm Man. I'm singing <laughs> because I want to. All right. Let's, Let's move on. <laughs> We're moving right along. So as we talked about, there's a couple couple things went down this weekend. Uh, another big pat on the back, back slapping event, if you will. NBA All-Star Game. Stars against stars. Kobe versus LeBron. Just too much wattage for one Orlando Arena to handle. <laughs> But uh, the real story coming out of the All-Star Game, if you watched, you probably didn't watch. I watched. I did not. I watched the fourth quarter. I watched the highlights. I watched the last. I also watched the highlights quarter. with Jameson today. But uh, thanks for including me, guys. Uh, LeBron is the story. And I mean, isn't he always? Mm -hmm. Well, you know, Kobe. Like, But it's just, it's incredible how really there's no... But yeah, you're right. There's no way that we would have came out of that All-Star Game with LeBron not being the story. Like, Dwayne Wade, like, Dwayne Wade broke... Kobe's nose. <laughs> yeah. and, and he gave him a concussion. Yeah, and we're not talking about no one. This major sports media not talking about Dwayne or Kobe last night or this morning. Mm -hmm. It's all the conversations I've seen on Twitter have been LeBron, LeBron and his his turnover. What take us oh, through? The last take us through LeBron's mindset on that turnover. <laughs> Where does he go with that ball? Well, to me, I mean, look, am I gonna am I going to apologize for the pass? No, it was a badly thrown pass, but. I think for what were people expecting from that possession that he was going to jack a 30-footer? If he missed, people would just be saying, oh, LeBron tried to go one-on-one. Yeah. -on -one. He tried to do it on his yeah. own. And even, even if he hits, the conversation the next day is, oh, it's the All-Star game. It doesn't wait, matter. Yeah, wait yeah. till wait yeah. till the playoffs comes around. Mm -hmm. and like, like, what is it about this guy? I think, just... I think any intelligent basketball fan worth his salt, who can put aside their own personal bias for a second, agrees at this point that LeBron is just routinely portrayed as a victim by the media because that's what the American populace and what what, what the fan body wants. People, 
everyone likes a redemption story, and people want to see LeBron come down from come back from the slag heaps which he is currently placed in by the media and by all these LeBron haters and rise to a championship. That's the only thing that's going to satisfy people. So in the meantime, the rest of us, the the, the thinking masses, are going to have to put up with this stupid narrative about how LeBron, you know, chokes in the clutch and, you know, is he going to be able to carry Miami to a championship and can he coexist with Wade and is Kobe better than LeBron, which, I mean, is a farce. We, we all know this. Uh, we're going to have to put up with that narrative until he comes through and gets the hardware. And, you know, it's it's the All-Star game. Maybe that's a self-evident thing, but it's it's the All-Star game. He had, what, 36, 6, and 7 yeah, or something like so that. He, was, he had six three-pointers. Yeah. He, he had a ridiculous stat line. He did his usual LeBron things. He had some of the best dunks of the night, if that's what you're watching for. you got to love... Gotta love Derrick Rose, who comes out and it's just a big F you. Did you see that? Where he just That's, comes out. That was my favorite part of the whole telecast. And LeBron and Dwight were dancing, and Derrick Rose looked just awkward. He's just he's just like, are you like for real right now? I'm trying to win championships. It really fits in with his narrative. I mean, have you ever heard the story about where Derrick Rose was going to make an appearance on a television show? It was some sort of procedural, maybe like Law and Order SVU or something. Um, anyway, and something along those lines, and he was going to make an appearance. And at, at the last second, he backed out. He wouldn't emerge from his house. What? He wouldn't leave his house. The, to... plot, the plot of that episode undoubtedely is uh, Joaquin Noah, Noah goes on a murdering <laughs> rampage. And he has to go to jail to be like, Joaquin, you just murdered eight people in the grocery store. We can't deal with this right now. Yeah, that's probably what happened. Or a fan murdered Joaquin Noah, uh, you know, just for being a, a generally... There's unfavorable human. If there's any way that he's on law and order, it has to do with joking no at some point. I just like to point out Michael Hammond text messaging at this moment right now. Um, well, no, he's a. It's the first one. He's just unprofessional. Is all I'm saying. He's got to get, right. get his head in the game. All right. Well, no. listen, I'm not the, the what biggest. We, uh, basketball yeah, we're also talking about a topic that he true is not an very expert. true, very true. Which we want to keep moving along, and we're moving on to the next topic of the day. And, and like you said, it like I agree, it's the All Star Game. I think that's the what we should all take away from this. It's the best against the best. I get it, but I mean, people were just leaving the lanes for people to come and dunk. Like it's not. Speaking of dunks, did you have a favorite dunk from the All Star Game? From favorite dunk, Neil? I had one. I'd like to hear what it is. It was the one where I don't know who it was, but they like put it back between their legs, Absolutely. That was my and then it was just. Say, yeah. <laughs> That, I loved it. That Chris Paul, Chris Paul, Chris Paul yeah. to uh, Griffin. No, yeah, it was Griffin no, that he went yeah, through the legs. Yeah, through the legs to Griffin. Griffin. Yeah, yeah, that's like only a Chris Paul can make that kind of pass, and then Griffin just throws it down. And All right. It, the best was uh, Luol Deng is like waiting. You know, like he's kind of trying to guard yeah. Chris Paul. Oh, and then, and then, then he gets blown. And then <laughs> Griffin comes up, and Luol Deng just like gets the fuck out of the yeah. way. <laughs> he's like, yeah, I have no part of this. Yeah, yeah. 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 My, my favorite was every run. Every runk I'm wasting. <laughs> Every dunk that Russell Westbrook did. Yeah, and so cool. I didn't know. I think I tweeted a few weeks ago. Russell West, because I'm going to refer to my tweets always because I'm a cool guy. That's what I do. Yeah. Uh, I tweeted that Russell Westbrook is my favorite in-game dunker. And more than Blake. And it's more than Blake because he's he is so small and compact, and yet he unleashes such power. If there was ever a time for the sprite dunk intensity meter that made absolutely no sense, it was for all the wrestlers. Just measuring, what were they measuring intensity? All, yeah, we Completely subjectively. Yeah, yeah. So How do you quantify intensity? Is it with sprite bubbles? Like, <laughs> sprite bubbles up from the yeah, moon? And no one understands. The whole, the, 
just fizz from the aisles just comes I'd out. like Maybe to it's how loud the crowd gets. Maybe it's the number of people who spilled their cups of Sprite and the stands when they saw the dunk. <laughs> Holy shit. And there's the Sprite. Going I would like up. to talk to the scientist who designed <laughs> the Sprite dunk intensity meter. I have a feeling it was like a senior VP of sales or something. Uh, anyway, when Russell Westbrook dunks, it, it feels like little pieces of my body are cracking and flaking off. Like yeah. He shook them loose with the force of his dunks. And he always, he, he does the same thing after everyone. He, he crouches into a predatory stance and he kind of unleashes like a little, a nasty sneer. Like, <laughs> he's like a little velociraptor. Uh, I love to see Westbrook dunk. Absolutely. So yeah, so that's the NBA All-Star game. I mean, there's, there's lots to, uh, that we could go on for a while here, but a lot of trash talking and things like that. But they'll all go back to their day jobs on Tuesday or whenever the next game is. Um, next point of, point of topic right here. NHL trade deadline was today. Woo-woo! We could go into the deals. We could talk about how it really didn't live up to a lot of people's expectations. But really what we want to do is, uh, is do a little, uh, do a little role play. Is to, uh, get Mr. Michael Hammond playing the role of Scott Housen. Oh, Scott today. Housen? Oh, okay. Yeah, of the Columbus GM. I was hoping I'd be Brian Burke, but I can be Scott Housen. <laughs> now, you're Scott Housen. Okay. And we are any GM that you decide us to be. Any uh, GM that any team. You can do this. I'll be bad at this. I know this. You okay. can do it. You can. Okay. So we will be an opposing GM. I okay. can be an opposing GM. Um, and you are trying to trade me Rick Nash, but you want a Scott Housen return, which, as we've seen in yeah. the news, is I know. the King's Ransom. Plus, so I want you to entertain me with what Rick Nash would want from a various team. What what Rick Nash wants, or what to, Scott Housen would want Scott for Hausen. Rick Nash? Um, so Scott Housen. So you have Rick Nash. Sure. Up. Okay. Do you routinely does Scott Housen routinely? Yes. Say okay. His sorry. Own name? Yeah. Sorry. So I'm I, I'm Phil. I'll I'll just I'll go through different teams. I'll say that I'm I'm a different team, and okay. then I want you tell me what you want to get for Rick Nash. Okay. This All is right. Brian Burke. I want you to respond to Scott Housen in 30 Scott Housen. Hello. It's Scott Housen. Yeah. Um, and, and if you saw Scott Housen's uh, comment today about Rick Nash and about how Yeah, I was going to say. Yeah, a little bit of a uh, little bit of an a-hole move from Scott Housen. I'm not sure how he's posturing himself. So keep all that in mind. I want you to, to do the best Scott Housen impersonation you can be. And I want you to demand what you think is trade value for Rick Nash. All right. I got that. I got that. So I'm the Philadelphia Flyers. Philadelphia Flyers. I'm ringing you up. Scott Housen. Yes, uh, this is Scott Housen. Scott Housen. Yes, Scott Housen here. Looking for Rick Nash. Rick Nash. Oh, yeah, yeah. You want to take on that seven, eight, uh, six-year contract, okay? I think it's a great contract. I'm looking forward to it. You're looking forward to it. Okay, so uh, in order to get Nash, I'm going to need to see... Uh, JVR, I'm sure you're willing to give up him. James Van Rooscyke? Okay, yeah. we can talk James. Yep, because um, I know you're thinking of shopping him around, so I'm going to two-way sway Thank him. you, Scott Housen. Um, I also want uh, next year's first, maybe even this year's first. I don't know if you have all those first, but I'll give them to you. For Rick Nash, absolutely. For Rick Nash? No, and then I think you're going to have to show me at least one more prospect in there. Who, who are you willing to dish out there? Yeah, I could do. I, I think I could do that. Sean, so you're going to give up JVR. This is Scott Housen's wife, Sean Couture, who's yelling at him. No, this is speaking of this is this is a this is a TSN insider yeah. who happens to be sitting on the phone. Yeah, call. you actually look a little bit like a young Darren Drager. So, thank you. I've never heard that. 
So you're going to give up JVR, Sean Kachuria, and two firsts for Rick Nash. Are you going to give him the Liberty Bell as well? <laughs> no, I'd Are you going to give him the Philadelphia I, 76ers franchise? That's an easy deal. I make that deal in a heartbeat. No problem. You can have him. And the thing is, you know what? I probably was asking more than that, too. Real Scott Housen. No, you are real Scott Housen. I am real Scott Housen. Okay. Well, okay. So I am... Let's go New York. Like obviously. Okay. Well, New York, I've seen I've seen things out there for New York. I want to play some other opportunities. Uh-huh. I am the Montreal Canadiens. I am. Oh, there's GM. nothing that you can give me that <laughs> I would be happy okay, with. Well, well, <laughs> maybe you're maybe you're first this year. Uh, you're second this year. Uh, you're first next year, and Carey Price. There you go. Even that, I feel like that's not enough for me. I am GM Mike Gillis from the Vancouver Canucks. Okay. Scott Housen. Mm-hmm. Looking for Rick Nash. Rick Nash, okay. Scott Housen, mm-hmm. be real with me here. Be real with me, real talk. I'm looking to go. I'm looking to get to the Stanley Cup Finals. Okay. So I imagine you're going to have some untouchables in the. You're Scott Housen. You can uh, you can well, demand okay. whatever you want for Rick Nash. Rick Nash is okay. your untouchable. So I'm going to want some up and coming prospects. I'm going to take Hodgson, who coincidentally was also dealt today, but I don't know this at this point. I'm going for him anyways. Um, the new Scott Housen, always be aggressive. Pick-wise, I mean, I want a first, but I I think you got a good team. You're going to... So what is a pick really going to be from you? It's going to be a, a late, late pick, right? So maybe throw in a first there, I guess. Um, also, uh, Corey Schneider. I'd like to pick up Corey Schneider. That's something I'm sure you'd be willing to make because you got Lou there. Um, and uh, who else do you have in the pipeline there? I'd also like maybe uh, a bit more established player. And uh, who do you got down the uh, center? You're Scott Housen. We have Ryan Kessler. I was thinking Kessler. That would never. I feel like Sorry, that, TSN Insider here? That would never happen. No, I know. That's what I say. I, that's one of those. I'm You're Scott Housen. You can do. Scott Housen can do whatever you want. He's I know, Scott but I'm, I'm realistically making a trade that I think I, can But get see, my point I is, I think that Scott Housen is an unrealistic person. And I feel like he would just. You feel like he would demand, I would like Hendrick Sedin. Yes, I feel like he, both Sedins for Rick Nash. I mean, one Sedin would only be enough for. Rick Nash is. Do I mean, why. Why are we giving up our, our kingdoms and our horses for Rick Nash? I was saying this, like, as as a Leaf fan, and the Leafs were considered... Oh, we don't want You're going to hear that phrase no, hundreds uh, of thousands of times. No, every every, converse, every uh, statement starts off, as a Leafs fan, I would like pasta for dinner. No. <laughs> as a Leafs fan, I ain't going to take a shit right now. No, but just as when there was talk, like, we were making a serious push for him, I'm just sitting here and I'm like, I don't want that contract. I Why do I need another winger when... Okay, I get it. It's a joke. Oh, we have Kessel. Kessel's been good this year. Also, he's been loopable. I understand Nash can play both wings, but when you have somebody who's working good chemistry, why do you need to split that up? That now means Nash is going to be our number two line. It just doesn't make sense. Oh, and we're going to have to sell the house to get him. I'm looking at it. I mean, you're looking at it from a strictly Toronto Maple Leafs perspective. I'm looking at it from a more general qualitative perspective. I mean, is, is Rick Nash the player that's going to lead you to... To the Stanley gold Cup. Medal, gold medal. I, this winner. is the thing. This yeah, is the, he played on the gold medal team with you know all of Canada's other top stars. No, has he ever done anything with that Columbus team? And he's been there no, a long time. But this is the thing. I think the the value uh, with Nash kind of lies within uh, because he's been in Columbus. He's always had this. He's had to be the leader, right? I think you put him on a team that already has like, an established leader. Maybe some other veterans. Like let's say you put him on New York. You got Richards and Gabbert. Obviously, much higher in leadership roles, right? So is Rick Nash the Chris Bosch of the NHL? 
Is, yeah, I get, are we having a fire sale for the Chris Bosch of the NHL right he's, now? He comes I mean, in there. That's he, a decent comparable. I mean, he's not. He's probably not your one A player on a championship winner. He's number one or two power forward in the league. Yes, but I mean, I don't know how many power forwards have taken their team to the championship. That's what I'm past. saying. Yeah. He, he's not going to take your team. Like he's just that by yeah. releasing these leadership roles like he no longer has to worry about that he can focus purely on scoring putting the puck in the net like, yeah he is gonna have more value i think in a, absolutely so we're, yeah so we've consensus on rick nash is that uh this is a lot of a lot of hoopla of, it's a lot of hoopla being stirred up for nothing i feel like tsn i feel like three. tsn drug scott hausen yeah. and rick nash yeah and just made them start fighting because they need they need to trade center to how, be well, how awesome would it be if tsn was like paying gms to like, like tsn yeah. payola yeah, absolutely. TSN was like rant, like held for. Uh, you just Bob like, McKenzie is carrying sacks can, of cash. Like Bob McKenzie <laughs> has Rick Nash's like I don't know brother like in captive in his basement or something. I like to think of Bob McKenzie as something of an evil dude. Like I just think of him as like kind of a nefarious character. So if it turned out that he was giving large sums of money to people and like hookers and blow to get them to make trades, just, I would be entirely in favor of that. Yeah, he's, I don't. I mean, he's. I think Darren Drager would be more. Derek Drager is like the Gordon Gecko of of the <laughs> NHL the world. Like he's just so greasy all the time, and, and I don't. Yeah. I could see him just you know having a stack of bills in his uh, in his pocket at all times, just to hand out to GMs to get a few insider trade bits. But uh, yeah, Rick Nash. We'll see in the summer. Um, please make a. I, I as a Montreal fan, I'd like to see you come on board. Yeah, no, I. That might be a good spot for you. What else do you guys have there? Oh, stop. No, stop. Don't, don't even. We're not going Don't take road. on. Uh, we're not talking There's about. too much pain there, yeah. but Montreal needs to do a full-scale rebuild. This is all I'm going to say on the topic. They need to do a full-scale rebuild, rebuild and taking on an $8 million contract no, for yeah. an unproven As, power No, no, no I, got, I got the deal. I'm Scott Housen. I'm all calling right, you up. Here we go. Okay, one I more. Want, I want Scott Gomez. I want Brian Gianta. <laughs> yeah, and, continue. And, uh, oh, too bad you... How goes already right. gone? I'm gonna now play the role play of Columbus <laughs> owner. You're fired, Scott Housen. That's the end of that. <laughs> if I, uh, I'm fired. It's right. like Minority Report. If I was the owner of Columbus and I knew that you were going to think of making that trade, <laughs> I would I would preemptively fire you. Yeah, you're done. You fi- if I knew that ever. I would use my precognitive weird ladies to Absolutely. fire you. All right, moving. All right, we've got going a little long here. We don't want to go too long. We want. I want to. Uh, for we're in Southern Ontario. I'm assuming the some of these listeners would be in the same realm. We want no longer than 30 seconds. You're assuming we have listeners. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm going to listen to it. I'm going to send my mother a link. Okay, continue. continue. There you go. Uh, We want the 30-second over calling the extremely biased and completely untrue. Incredibly untrue. Incredibly untrue, as a little nod to our extremely biased, incredibly untrue Leafs Nation update from our resident Leafs Nation... uh, Evangel, evangelical Leafs Nation correspondent, Mr. Michael Hale. Uh, so what do I feel about the team right now? Well, we are just flying high right now. We got a great streak going on. Um, actually, no, we're uh, eight uh, losses in the past nine games. Uh, you know, we really could have solidified some good positioning here. No, throwing right. that out the window. Play- this is what the people want to know. Playoffs or not? Um, playoffs or not? Really, it's in our hands. We have a really strong schedule that we could get into the playoffs just because the teams we need to beat 
are like it's all in our hands and i think that th it's going to come together and they will make the playoffs the bottom of the thing maybe make a surprise bottom. first round thing but we're not making any real noise in the playoffs how many more years of complete misery will it take for toronto to become the worst sports city i think it's already there well, you think oh, they're worse than cleveland no, Cleveland. Um, at least when I think of Cleveland, I'm like, well, they, they had a couple of good Indians teams in the late '90s. Cleveland's had like despair, but Toronto hasn't even gotten to that point where they've got like they've, Cleveland's gotten close. Like LeBron took them to the championship a couple couple years ago, and they've gotten close. And they've had heartbreak, but Toronto's not. There's no heart there. It's just like a corpse. It's just like a dead corpse. You have we had we had some heart. Uh, I cried a few times. The thing about Toronto is that. Sure, people love the Cavs, and sure, people love the Indians, but no sports team except for, I guess, the Canadians, and, you know, it's it's close, but no sports team and city are tied together as intricately as Toronto and the Leafs. That, yeah. I mean, that's, what about that, the, that city suffers for that team. They live and die with it, and yeah. when the team... I make the, the, what about the Blue Jays? I mean, Blue Jays are on the up, upswing, if anything. But they're, right still, they're still, like, they finished... They're fourth in their division. The Blue Jays, the Blue Jays are just stuck in a hopeless they're, situation. They're in a bad division. Yeah. Though, too, I right? know. I agree. I'm just saying that I think that there's at least give Toronto a little bit of, give them some heartbreak at least. Give them, let them feel something. I don't know. But uh, you know what? I, I do like, feel like playoffs is. Yeah. Let one of their teams make the playoffs. <laughs> let one of their Please. teams make one. the playoffs. I mean, and not the Toronto Rock. Hey, I was going to say, <laughs> Toronto always wins. Clearly, you're, clearly you're not watching That's the why National they're not Lacrosse the worst League. sports city. Yeah, I don't know what you guys do with your weekend, but I just watched the National Lacrosse League over and over and over again. National sport. National sport of Canada. If anyone, if we have any American listeners, you just probably threw up under all your clothes. Um, <laughs> so yeah, so that's our Least Nation update. We'll try to check in with to see how his uh, how he's doing, see if he's still alive when he gets close to the playoffs. See if you've... Uh, you know, gone, gained a little weight, stressed out. Uh, but yeah, we're looking forward to it. I personally, I don't, I personally think that they, uh, I'd like to see them there. Um, last thing on the trade deadline, just wanted to uh, oh. give a little post-mortem for the trade deadline itself as like an event, as a, as a day of, of speculation and action. And as I just remember, you know, growing up, the trade deadline was was an event. It was, I, you'd go home, I used to go home from school at lunchtime, and it was just the, it was the biggest thing that was happening that month, I felt like. Like, it was so exciting. Whereas today, I would, you know, I was at work, and I checked a couple times, and, uh, you know, it was, uh, I think it was okay. I, I, I expected it to be underwhelming, and it was underwhelming, and that's that. I mean, it's kind of, it's kind of just a little sad. I think so. it's a combination of two things, though. I think, one, this year, you don't really... There's not that many uh, crazy UFAs coming out in the next year, really. I mean, you have Parise, but... And then so many teams are really in the hunt, so you don't have that many sellers. Yeah. And then also just in the in the salary cap era, like you're talking about like back in the old days, that's yeah, when there absolutely. was no salary cap, right? Yeah. Think about Colorado when they... That one trade yeah. deadline where they just, hey, we're getting all the troops together. And absolutely i and i think that you that's exactly right i think that uh, uh it's 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 that everyone's in the hunt is mm -hmm. is what i was uh what i was thinking about is because there's that lack of sellers uh, no team really wants to admit there as much as i 
just cry every night about the Montreal Canadiens. We're really not that far out, and I feel like a Toronto Maple Leafs fan for saying that, but the points are really close for everyone. No one wants to sell the farm. you got a team like Calgary who are so close, but... And everybody in the West, if you look at the West, I'm pretty sure from third to maybe tenth, it's four or five point difference. Absolutely. Okay, so that's... So that's that. That's a uh, a little take on the NHL. We quick quick uh, quick cup cup predictions. Can we do it just really quickly? Finals. Who, who do you have from each conference? Who, who do you have winning the cup? I have the Rangers and the Canucks meeting, and I think the Rangers are going to win. Solid back to front, great goaltending, veteran leadership, Torts. Great. They've got it all. That's a great choice, Mr. Hammond. Um, I'm going to. I kind of want to choose New York, but I just feel like it's so. It's not that often that you get a number one seed going. Um, I could see uh, Boston making a repeat appearance, and I feel really good about Nashville this year. Just Pecorine is such oh. an amazing goaltender. That defensive core is solid. I mean, yeah, they don't have the best scoring, but when you have such a strong defensive team, I mean, defense wins championships, right? Okay. And so. you have, sorry, you have winning? Um... Winning, I could see Boston repeat. With the repeat, first yeah. repeat since Detroit. They're so deep. They, they're know. deep, like they're they're strong. Like that's the thing that's going to take them far in the playoffs. They just wear teams down. Yeah, they don't take any shit from anyone. Every line has has bruisers. Every line has guys. And the bruisers can crap. score. That's the other thing. Yeah, I mean, when you have a guy like Marshawn who's going to have twenty five, thirty goal season. Yeah, you know, it's just you can't. It's hard to. To effectively value the effect those guys have yeah, on people, and obviously I hate that Boston does so good. <laughs> and I'll I'll add in my uh, my uh, predictable or my unpredictable prediction predictable prediction, if you will. That was a mouthful. But uh, so I'm gonna go uh, Pittsburgh coming to the East. Oh, uh, Malkin is just playing unreal right now. Do you think um, Crosby could come back for the playoffs? I, I, I doubt it. I'm not. I'm poor Crosby. I know like that's. Too depressing a topic for me to touch on, but I think Malkin's playing unreal. Uh, I think that they've got the experience. I think that James Neal is an awesome component for that yeah. team. I think Mark Andre Fleury is that championship caliber goaltender. Um, I like the coaching, like you said. I think they're they're the real deal uh, coming out of the East, and then on the West, I'm going to go one last run, doing it for Nick, the Detroit Red Wings, getting to the finals. We're going to do the trilogy. Nick's coming third, back. We're going to have the third part. Uh, Pittsburgh, Detroit, uh, with Detroit coming up as the eventual. Oh yeah, that would be. Uh, so I'm I'm 100 ready for Detroit to lose in the first round and for that to blow up my face. But I think <laughs> that that is entertaining, and I'm looking forward to uh, to the million storylines that I'd have to deal with about Crosby and will he come back for Game Seven of the Stanley Cup Finals and and things of that nature. Ah, concussions. Concussions. Ah, just something. Just ruined my life. Okay, so we got. So we've gone through quite a bit of stuff here. We'll finish off with, uh, we'll do like the review, preview, uh, things that we're looking forward to in the next, uh, I don't know, weeks, couple weeks. Uh, not, sure when our, not sure when the next installment will be. Maybe it'll be next week. Maybe it'll be tomorrow. Maybe we'll become an internet sensation. <laughs> or maybe we'll never do this again. So, six, seasons, uh, six seasons in a movie? Six seasons in a movie. Six More seven. like six seasons in an Oscar. Six seasons. Yeah. Dean Pelton claiming a screenplay award. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> and doing the Angelina leg toss. So. <laughs> Can I just say one thing about the leg? I think that the leg is hilarious. Just, I'm going to say more than one thing about the just leg. Just quickly, we're talking about Angelina Jolie's 
dress and, and her leg and her leg of it at the Oscars last night. So yeah, please. I think Brad Pitt uh, will win out over George Clooney in the long run, just because he has to. Like he should win Best Supporting Actor uh, for My Week with Leg, where Leg wins Best <laughs> Actress. Yeah. I'm assuming that's going to be uh, an entrant at the 2013 Academy Awards. Um, but yeah. It's a documentary about her leg. <laughs> I mean, the leg, the leg is, I mean, it's technically astounding. It's also a little scary because it's very small. It's very thin. And just her body in general is, is tiny. It's tinier than bodies usually are. So I understand why people are worried about her. The leg is possibly stolen from Jennifer Aniston. Yes. You know, as if, as if enough enough stuff hasn't been stolen from old Jen. <laughs> her heart many times. <laughs> I, I am, I can already see the headline. It's and I'm assuming John Mayer just stole a bunch of stuff from her house. Just because oh, yeah. he's, like, he's an asshole. It's, it's mid-August and there's a picture on the cover of the National Enquirer and it's Angelina's right leg uh, and Justin Theroux. <laughs> in a gourmet coffee shop in Malibu. Yeah. And Jen is heartbroken. What if Angelina just, like, that's her goal, is just, like, she grew up just hating friends or, or something like that, and her, <laughs> and her goal is just to troll Jennifer Aniston for the rest of her life. What are the chances that Angelina Jolie's leg and Justin Threw star in a movie called Wonder Leg, and it yeah. comes to theaters this <laughs> yeah. summer? Absolutely. That's definitely where they met, and... I think you got seven. For the less, for the less uh, People Magazine readers out there, Justin... The Justin we speak of is Jennifer Aniston's boy toy. If you don't know that, right? you should not be listening to this podcast. <laughs> and you should also never speak to me. Uh, well, which well, takes out six and a half million people. Yeah, yeah which takes out a lot more than that. But, uh, yeah, exactly. I, I personally think that Angelina just follows Jennifer around and, like, throws banana peels, like, <laughs> like, in front of her just to watch her slip, and then... She's really the ultimate troll, isn't she? She's troll. That she's the most like... glamorous troll that ever yeah. existed, but she is really a troll at heart. God bless you, Angelina. Keep on trolling. Yes. You make my life you're, interesting. You're team Angelina? No, but I do love a good troll. Yeah, I'm, I'm personally team Nolan, but, uh, I was, uh, I felt for, felt for Jen. She's my girl. Um... So, yeah. so we have the preview. So before, so I guess that was our, that was our Let's last. Decide. Yeah, that was a, that was a feature that we like to do on the the review called, uh, and now for something completely, leg, related. <laughs> yeah, that's a feature. Yeah, that's, gonna, gonna, that's a recurring feature. We're gonna speak about. I'm gonna one. update people on Angelina Jolie's leg. Yeah, or just the people's legs in general. Oh, you know what? If it's people's legs, I'm fine. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you can always find some new legs to highlight. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Even your own, really. You could just talk <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, new things are happening with those guys. Every day. <laughs> yeah. All, they've always got something on the He's go. always got something. So we'll call that the leg, if you will. Um, and maybe we'll find a sponsor for that segment. Possibly, uh, you know, some genie company. No, I well, no, not. Some I'm leggings. Not. I'm thinking that it's going to be Nair. Ooh. Yeah. Or American Apparel's leggings or something. Okay, if you want to be associated with Jeggings. that company. Uh, I'm just saying, just saying. Okay, so we, the review preview. Um, why are we? And there's no one, no one who loves getting excited more for things. Oh! I, you can guess if you've heard <laughs> our voices already. This is Mr. Michael Hammond, who has never been more accurate for that laugh. Can you give us one more of those? Whoa! All right, yeah, that was not, not practice whatsoever. Um, most excited for things in the world is Michael Hammond. So give us your... I don't want to... You could probably list off for the rest of... But people people are busy. They don't want to hear. Oh, your your number one 
What are you most looking forward to in the next, uh, let's say, next week, next week or so? Um, the thing I am most looking forward to, this is where I'm going to take it to Nerdville, Mass Effect 3 comes out on the 6th of March. Got my collector's edition pre-ordered, and I cannot wait until that thing hits. Which, uh, which your girlfriend is really happy about. Yeah. No, not at all. No, she's not. She's not pleased that she's just been uh, put to. Uh, she gets put in the corner. Put in the corner for a while. Um, Mass Effect Three. Okay, mark that on your calendars. Michael Hammond's most excited thing, and he's excited about everything. Yeah. So that's the most excited thing. Jameson, your review preview. What? It's something I'm the most excited for. The most, yeah, the most anticipated. Ooh. Could be an album. Even we haven't even went to the world of music. Uh, yeah, but I'm I'm not so up on my uh, my new releases lately. Yeah. Uh, you know what I'm I'm amped for? What? And I'm gonna say it for all our our Tweety Bopper fans out there. The Hunger Games coming to a theater. The Hunger you. Games should be a spectacle. I enjoy. And you know we were talking earlier about the Oscars. I enjoy a good cultural phenomena phenomenon. So uh, I'm looking forward to the Hunger Games and the stuff it stirs up and it all of its good looking stars. And it should just be a, a fun time. And I'll get to go with Superfan. Superfan Jacqueline Isaac. Good. So good. That Jack. should be lots of fun. Good. Maybe Jacqueline Isaac will make an appearance next time she to give her want to, make to a... give her a hunger update. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's the next one. Hungry like the Jack. <laughs> Maybe we'll go for our our uh, segment titles are so much better than the actual segment. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Really quite sad. It's just the leg was <laughs> still a lot better. Uh, just okay. So my review for you, I was. There were a couple things I was maybe going to touch on here. I just started the printer with my foot. A um, couple things I was going to touch on. I think that maybe I'll just wuss out and I'll just say the second half of the NBA season. Continue. Continue? Never yeah, nothing season. has stopped. Okay, my apologies. Uh, the second half of the NBA season, I've been just the season in general has been. Uh, for the, I mean, the quality has been bad, but if you're just, if you just love to watch games and you just are into watching two to three games a night because uh, your girlfriend's across the country or some other reason where you have lots of things, nothing much to do when you get home from work in the evening, uh, yeah, it's it's been an awesome season for that kind of that kind of stuff, and I'm I'm really excited to see the Knicks obviously, see what happens with the insanity. Um, are the Lakers going to round into form? Do the Boston Celtics ever show up? Do the Toronto Raptors ever win a game anymore? I don't know. But, uh, yeah, that's kind of a bit general, but that's uh, that's pretty much what I'm looking forward to for the rest of the next week, starting up again. So, is there anything else you want to add, gentlemen? Anything else on the old docket? Is there, I, my nicely formed Word document here has been exhausted. Uh, I mean, we've already gone about 47 minutes. And we know that we're going to have to listen to this whole thing again after yeah, we finish. Absolutely. And so, if anyone has came with, if anyone's came with us so far, yeah. So maybe we can just end this off quickly with you know, people. Obviously, if you we're we're posting this up on your tech support. So I created a Tumblr for this. Yes. So you found this somehow. You we found have, our this Tumblr, Tumblr is is uh, the address is thewaterloo.review.tumblr.com. Cool. I'll be posting a link, and I'll probably have a sidebar. Entry on my own, yeah. Personal and your Tumblr, own Tumblr is jamesoncox.tumblr.com, and you can go on to that. Mm-hmm. Um, what's that? I was gonna say nothing. Do you have a? You want to plug your own Tumblr here? No, this, this is plug time. Our, our Twitters. Uh, are we, oh, Twitters. Well, sure. first, I mean, you guys have Tumblrs too. We yes, have mrolf.tumblr.com. 
for Michael Rolfe, and we have just michaelhammond.tumblr. Yeah, michaelhammond.tumblr.com. Okay. We also we're also all on Twitter. on the old Twitter. Did the Twitter really? I'm good? just Jameson Cox. Yeah. M R Rolfe. So M R R O L F E. And M P M Hammond H A M M O N D. But we know that only my mother is listening at this point. Yeah. So absolutely. She already has all of us. Shout out, Cal. Shout out, Cal. Thanks for listening. I love Mama Cox. I'm sorry that your life isn't more interesting and this is what you do. You're sitting with tellers. <laughs> Absolutely. Listening to Absolutely. this podcast. So yeah, so if there is anyone listening at this point, which there is, um, and you'd like to uh, give us any feedback on the podcast, this is a lot of fun. We're, so this is definitely going to happen again. But uh, So we'd like to hear some feedback or hear some suggestions. What you like, what you didn't like. Would you like a video? Could we do a video next time? Um would you like to see Michael Hammond just ramble on and do a song and dance? I can do lots of rambles. Would you like to hear Michael Hammond sing Ramble On? Yes, by Led Zeppelin. <laughs> That's exactly <laughs> what it yes. Or can Michael Hammond will just do show tunes and Led Zeppelin covers for everyone. Yep. Um, okay. All right. Well, thanks for listening, and uh, we'll see you next time. Good night. <laughs>